0: What's going on, guys? This is Gary. This is Josh. Let's Talk Soccer. Today is the 16th of February. Happy belated Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Well, one thing that I don't love, speaking of Valentine's, is the way the Game Week 26 is going. It's going pretty, uh, about as bad as possible. Yeah, I think the word is crap. Yeah, um, it's, a good, it's a good description. It's a good description. Good visual Uh <clears throat> just a good way to describe it all the way around. So we've had a little bit of luck um, or good fortune, I guess you could say this game week. We had Grealish who got an assist on a couple bonus points, which was nice today um, in his game earlier. But, you know, there are just so many things this game week and this season that just are so incredibly infuriating and, and frustrating. So, for instance, um <clears throat> Sala blanking, another captain blank. Mane, who just about everybody got rid of, including us, um, for Sala, comes on with, I think, plays a total of like 20 minutes and, of course, scores the only goal of the game. Um, <clears throat> and the three players that we have, Alexander Arnold Robertson and Sala, are not involved in that goal whatsoever. So, <clears throat> That's one example of something unfortunate happening. Another, and Salah had a couple really good opportunities. A good save, you know, by Cruel here and there, but um, probably should have scored. Wish he would have scored. Uh, Another example, a player that we don't own, Sun, um, scoring in the last, literally the last seconds of the game. Um, Horrible uh, defensive showing there by, I think it was angles. Uh, for Austin Villa, just a lazy, lazy attempt at controlling the ball, and it went right under his foot. And then Sun was just home free. Um, and despite making some amazing saves throughout the day, Brandon just couldn't stop it. But just <clears throat> things like that, you know, the players we have just are frustratingly not connecting, even though there's a lot of should-have, could-haves. Uh, and then certainly players that we don't own uh, that have a relatively high effective ownership are just undermining everything that we're trying to do here. Yep. It's so a, it's a struggle. It is a struggle. And what looked like a small green arrow coming out of Sunday's games uh, will now be a small red, but still, it's still a red. And, you know, we just can't seem to get over that hump. We've got De Bruyne left is our only player. Um, left to go. So hopefully he goes crazy. Aguero is really the only other player. Um, well, not true. Aguero could definitely hurt us. He's probably the, the last remaining player that could do the most damage to us because of his effective ownership. But, um, I think Martial could probably hurt us a little bit too. Maybe Abraham. So we'll see what happens there. But, um, you know, uh. Something that I want to talk about that kind of is applicable to this weekend, but then moving forward is uh, the Leicester City assets. Um, so Leicester City get a clean sheet yesterday, which is great. Although Soyuncu is sitting second on our bench, so his I like, think seven points does us absolutely no good. Um, <clears throat> Vardy and Madison just not clicking at all. Yeah, they're they're a shadow
1: of what they used to be. They're just not even that long ago. Um, no. Like, they can't even,
0: they can't do anything. Vardy, I don't think, had one shot um, this weekend at all. So that is, that's a problem. And, you know, watching a good amount of the game, just nothing was falling to him. Uh, The team had trouble getting the ball to him. Uh, When he was trying to take on defenders, he was losing it every time. So just nothing good. Um, coming out of Vardy or Madison, really. And, you know, they eat up a sizable chunk of our budget. But more importantly, two starting spots for us. Um, And I'm just not quite sure where to go. We did put a poll up on Twitter that just asked, you know, should we hold on to those two or should we, for a four-point hit, get Aguero in for Vardy and then, you know, sort of price-wise downgrade Madison to you know Fleck or Cantwell uh, Hudson is in that price range you know somewhere uh, 5.7 million or lower I'm kind of tempted with that but um, just the fixtures that Leicester City has coming up are so tasty looking you you got to figure that they're bound to yeah because if they go so low they have there has to be a curve
1: up at some point
0: right so it happens with every player with every team. Every single season, and probably a couple, maybe even a few times a season, um, you're you're spot on. It, they they should see an upswing too uh, soon, hopefully, because they've been down enough lately and consistently that um, you know, hopefully it's time to see that that uptick. So I think maybe moving into game week twenty seven, um, maybe we'll just hold on to that free transfer. Yeah, there's not really I mean
1: <coughs> you could argue we could we could get rid of some players but yeah it's I don't it's know probably better that we keep it and then we can make more moves later
0: yeah I just don't know that there's a visible upgrade so the way our starting 11 or let's just say what our our team for game week 27 would look like as of right now um, let's look for game week 27 here so we would have in goal um, Henderson at home to Brighton, so that's a heck of a heck of a um, favorable matchup there. Alexander Arnold and Robertson at home to West Ham, another great set of fixtures. Um, Stevens, Edna Stevens, um, also there is our third defender. Like Henderson is home to Brighton. We do have on the bench. Soyuncu, but there's no chance of that. He's home to Man City, so we won't even consider him. We do have Walker Peters, who started uh, for Southampton this weekend. Not a great showing by them, but he is in there. Um, They're home to Austin Villa, so maybe that could be something, but I think we'll probably leave it with Alexander Arnold Robertson and Stevens um, as our back three. We also have Pope on our bench, who's home to Bournemouth, so you know, that's a consideration too. Is it Henderson or Pope so, right now? I
1: would, <clears throat> I would probably lean a little bit more towards Henderson. Um, yeah, he, it seems they, I like. I feel like just Sheffield United is a lot more, um, like
0: annoying to play against, especially defensively. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. They're a little more sound defensively. I agree. <clears throat> um, so continue with what our projected lineup will be for game week 27. We've got De Bruyne, away to Leicester city, Salah, who's right now our captain, um, could always change, but if now he is our captain at home to West Ham. Grealish, away to Southampton, and Triare home to Norwich. So some pretty great matchups there as well. Um, And then up top, we've got three. We've got Danny Ings at home to Austin Villa. We've got Jamie Vardy, home to Man City, and Jimenez, home to Norwich. Now, Vardy... uh, at home to City, of course, isn't you know the most favorable of fixtures. But Man City have been allowing goals, and Jamie Vardy's the kind of player that um, that will score against the the big six teams.
1: Yeah, if and if he
0: plays anything like he played <clears throat> uh, at the earlier parts of the season, yes. then he's bound to get a goal. Yep, yep. So um, I do I do like our team. We've got Madison on the bench. So menston Walker, Peters mentioned Soyanchu and Pope. Uh, we've got Madison on the bench. Um, yes, we will have a benching headache just about every single weekend. This one makes it a little easier because of the Man City game, but watch Madison will have a free kick or something and score while he's sitting on our bench. So we tend to leave a lot of points on the bench, but <clears throat> better than not having options at all. Yeah, it, it's <clears throat> better than having one week where you have no options. Yes, It's better to
1: have a goodish problem.
0: So for game week 28 then if we want to look um, that far ahead um, Austin Villa Arsenal uh, Man City and um, Sheffield United do not play. So we've got two from Sheffield United one from Man City and one from Austin Villa so that's four players so thankfully we've got and thankfully because of the bench we have we've got um, a full starting 11 and a pretty good starting 11 at that. So um, if you are not going to field a good team or maybe not even field a full team, of course you've got options. I would say quite honestly, unless your team is filled with players from those four teams, not playing, I would recommend staying away from using your free hit chip. I think there will be weeks later on in the season Bigger blank weeks um, with with lots of significant players or significant teams not able to play, I think that 's a better use of free hit but um, i'm sure we'll we'll see some people who you know it 's just a game where either you 're kind of looking ahead or you 're not and there 's a lot of people who don 't and it 's a very reactive sort of game, so as soon as they see you know that two or three or four of their players or maybe they 're only going to be able to field ten decent players. Uh, they'll be quick to use that free hit chip, and I think that's a mistake personally. Um, <clears throat> but it certainly is an option. <clears throat> of course, you've got two free transfers at a minimum to use between now and then too. So by by then you should be able to feel uh, a full starting 11, if not at least 10. And it's okay to just have 10 if that's what it is and you'd rather save your chip or you don't want to take a hit or the ca- whatever the case may be. That's more than okay. So, don't think it's not. It could only be the difference between you know having two more points. Um, yeah, because there's <clears throat> you also have to consider if, even if you have the extra player, are they really going to do something?
1: Right. Because if they don't, then it's not that big of like a jump
0: yep. or a loss. And remember, for a for a hit to to um, pay off, you've got to have a minimum of seven points from the new player you bring on. And here's the quick math on that. Okay, first of all, it's a four-point hit, so you're already four points in the hole. Secondly, let's assume that the player that you are replacing, the one you're transferring out, was going to get a minimum of two points just for playing, you know, 60-plus minutes. So that's six points there, the two points from that player plus the four-point hit you're taking. So, you need at least seven at least one more than that to to have a positive return on that hit so think of it that way too that's that's a pretty tall order in a lot of cases, so it may be worth um not taking the hit and just fielding ten players and to get and to thing <clears> is to get seven <throat> even if they Let's say you get rid
1: of an attacker, and they play, and they score. Yeah. That's And they, let's say they don't get any bonus points or anything. Right. That's still only six. Right. So you're just getting even. Yes. And you're kind of wasting a player,
0: I guess. Yeah. I agree 100% with that. Um, all right. Speaking of Game Week 27, let's take a look at the fixtures. We'll go through some, some potential players to think about, and then uh, we'll call it a day because we've still got uh, a couple more matches left in Game Week 26, which is the longest game week there's ever been. Yep. It would be great if the things were going swimmingly, but I think we're barely hovering above um, the average, so I'd just as soon see this game week gone. All right, <clears throat> some some uh, fixtures that catch our eyes. Uh, first up, Chelsea Spurs. Um, could be a decent amount of goals scored in that game. Uh, neither team is, is uh, defensively sound, so... Um, Sun looks to be playing really, really well for Spurs. Had a couple of they Could have scored probably another one or two. Uh, Delhi had his chances. Uh, Bergwin has been playing quite well, um, although being very new at Spurs, he looks pretty good. Uh, Aurier <clears throat> was getting forward, had some opportunities at shots, um, created some big chances. So I see goals coming out of Spurs. And with Chelsea, as long as Abraham is healthy uh, and they get that, that attack flowing, I could definitely see you know maybe a two-two game or something along those lines. So it I w- should be good, especially if Spurs can start
1: converting. I think they had yeah twenty-three shots in their last match. Yeah, uh, so if it's a lot of if shots, they have, if they're clinical in any sort, then yeah. yeah, that's a lot of
0: points there. Agreed. Yeah, Rana. I mean, Villa could have easily have given up five or six goals. Uh, Rana kept. I mean, he made probably three or four like major saves, like certain goals, if he would have had a uh, had an excellent, excellent um, save on it. Um, you know, don't be afraid. Just thinking of this uh, Chelsea Spurs fixture, don't be afraid of, uh, you know, if you're looking at the FDR grid um, or looking at upcoming fixtures and you see red, I really wouldn't worry about that so much. I think unless it's a Liverpool... Really, probably just Liverpool. Maybe away to Man City. Um, I think that color scheme throws people off a lot. But I mean,
1: Manchester United's red and Arsenal's red. So right
0: in years past, I think those color codes meant a lot more than they do this season. Spurs is giving up goals. Chelsea's giving up goals. Man, Man U's giving up goals. Man City's giving up goals. Um, it's really Liverpool um, that are the ones to be most worried about. I think when you see that red. Otherwise, I don't give it a whole lot of uh, credit. Um, other big games that catch the eye: Sheffield United and Brighton. I think this is an opportunity for Sheffield United to a keep a clean sheet and b, uh, you know, players like Fleck and maybe Lundstrom again, whether he comes off the bench or starts um, to get some points. You might even see uh, one of their wing backs involved. In something there. Uh, Southampton Austin Villa. I think we will see goals here. Uh, Danny Ings is on fire. Jack Grealish. Unlucky not to have scored a couple. And unlucky not to have assisted a couple more. He did have one assist. Um, but created some excellent big chances. He just He's a fun player to watch. And um, if he's given any space at all. And a lot of times he's creating his own space. As he did against um, against Spurs today, uh, I think we'll see goals in that game. And I would even go as far as to say, Grealish or um, or Ings could be good captain choices if you're looking for differentials. You know, maybe you're outside of the top hundred thousand, or you're up close to hundred thousand. You want to get into the top fifty k, um, or crack into the top hundred k. Whatever the case may be, you're going to have to start. Uh, playing the differentials a little bit more. And I think captaincy-wise, those are both really good options. Uh, Leicester City and Man City, there will be goals in this game. Um, I don't know that I would go out and acquire players from either team. Maybe if you don't have De Bruyne, um, first of all, what are you doing? Second of all, um, I think he's fine to get. I've seen some Managers on both Instagram and Twitter talking about getting rid of De Bruyne or replacing De Bruyne, which um, doesn't really make sense at all. Doesn't make sense. You know, it may pay off. It may be a brilliant move, but I um, am having a hard time figuring out why. Um, So maybe they know something that we don't. Um, I would love to have Aguero in our team. Let's talk for a second about this whole UEFA uh, two-year ban from European competition for Man City. It is being appealed right now. I I don't think it affects, I'm not sure, but I don't think it affects um, Man City this season and this season's Champions League run. So, you know, where uh, we've been concerned or people have been concerned about uh, rotations and this and that, getting... um, You know, in preparation for Champions League matches, I think the same still applies for now. I don't think anything's changed. And in fact, Pep may even, if, you know, he's not going to be able to compete in any UEFA competitions for the next two seasons after this, maybe he makes an even harder push for for Champions League. Because that top four finish really doesn't mean as much anymore, does it? If they can't qualify for anything anyway. Uh, maybe financially to pep there's a bonus in there somewhere, but otherwise um maybe he 's just gonna dump everything he has, yeah because the the league 's already over right the league um, is done, and that's so that 's really their only chance
1: at something major for a while after that because yeah. yeah, they can focus on the Premier League after, but there's not really a lot going for it apart from obviously winning it if but if they don't then. There's nothing really behind that. Yeah, saying let's oh we finish second, great.
0: No, so you know the league isn't nearly as important as it was. Um, like I said, if they're going to be banned, what a perfect opportunity for Pep to just pour everything he has in the Champions League, try to win it this season. If he does, it's a big you know uh, suck it to uh, to UEFA, and then you know um, also just saying we might have Sheffield United in the Champions League next year. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting – it's great to see a newly promoted side yeah. do well. I, I like that. Um, another match that catches our eye, Manchester United at home to Watford. Uh, this could be a big game. Maybe finally um, <clears throat> players like Martial get some return. Certainly Bruno Fernandes could be. Uh, it will be interesting to see how he plays tomorrow. Um, if he's in a little more advanced role than he was in his first game – uh, as a United player, if he is more forward uh, and more on the attacking side of things, then he could he could be quite the differential. I mean, he looked good. And he's able to get off a decent amount of shots in his first game. Uh, Wolves home to Norwich. Uh, you know, Norwich is one of those teams that is either really really tight at the back, and you're lucky to come out with a one nil win, or the floodgates just open. Yeah, and you can see like they can see like six. With Jimenez, excuse me, with Jimenez and Triore, um, hopefully the floodgates open. I think Jimenez is another excellent um, captain option yeah. in game week 27. Um, Arsenal Everton should hopefully be a decent match. Uh, Aubameyang picking right up where he left off. Pepe looked good. Um, I think he had. A two goal, assists, and a, two assists, and a goal was it?
1: I think so. Um,
0: or the other way around, something like that. So <clears throat> he's looked pretty good lately. Still a lot of money. Don't know that I would pay that amount for him, but could be a differential moving forward. We'll see if Calvert Lewin can do anything. Um, away to Arsenal in week 27 as well, and then the last fixture of <clears throat> game week 27 is on a Monday, the 24th, and that's Liverpool at home to West Ham. And I would expect um, seeing that. Expect Liverpool to win. Yes, and and if they win,
1: one of the one of the one of their attackers is going to score. It's inevitable.
0: It is inevitable. Um, You know, maybe there's a chance with Champions League coming up. Maybe there's a chance there's a little rotation in the Liverpool squad. Um, being that they've all but wrapped it up. I think I saw something that said the earliest that Liverpool could mathematically win the league is... It's either the 1st of March or the weekend of the 7th, maybe the 7th or the 8th. It's somewhere in those first two weekends of March um, that Liverpool could actually excuse me, clinch. um, From there, I think things get interesting. Um, You certainly want to keep your players sharp, but then if you've already that early locked up the league, um, certainly you want to then try to defend your Champions League title. So, maybe a lot more minutes managed. I don't know that players will be benched a ton, but um, I do think you 'll see minutes managed a lot more closely,
1: yeah because, <clears throat> because i mean after they win the league, all they can really all they might really want to go for is like a point record right of like one hundred one <clears throat> um but you have to think about it is that really is getting one hundred one points in the league really more than winning the champions right that 's so. more of an, of an ego yeah it 's more of just like a, of a statement yeah
0: yeah, um which they still could very easily get anyway they're you know uh, they're they're just hitting on all cylinders, so um, I wouldn't doubt that at all, but you know the the luster of um, of those Liverpool players could sort of rub off a little bit if they clinch the league in the next gosh it's only a couple of weeks away right um, maybe three weeks at the most so um, yeah maybe maybe we see a lot more rotation. And then um, some of those teams vying for, uh, you know, a top four finish, really a top five finish. If if City's out of the picture, then whomever finishes in fifth place would move on if that ban is upheld. So <clears throat> I think teams fighting for that top four or five spot finish are the ones really that, um, that you want to look at. Because A, they're clearly decent enough and have good enough players to to get enough points to be in that top 5 or 6 position but they're going to be pushing they're going be... <coughs> to yeah because there's there's actually something going uh that, <coughs> there's something going for that 5th uh, place spot and if you think about it you know if city kind of pull back off of <clears throat> their push in the premier league and and focus more on champions league that could potentially free up a lot of budget the same if we start seeing that Moe and Mane, or maybe even Klopp comes out and says, Hey, you're going to see a lot less of these guys. Um, because the league is, we've already wrapped that up. Uh, we're focused on defending our champions league title. So if things like that happen, those sort of indicators, then, you know, that frees up a lot of money. And then it, it becomes sort of the wild West and there's not, you know, the whole template is completely blown up and, uh, We'll see a lot more different teams, which is kind of interesting. I'm almost, I'm kind of sick of, you know. We see a lot of teams that are sent to us for input and feedback, and for us to repost. But they're like the same something. teams that we just posted. It's the same thing every time, and it's just like, or it's, you know, every, um, you know, everybody on last week's dream team. Yeah, it's stuff like that, <clears throat> which doesn't seem horribly original. So we do encourage people to have. One significant, if not two, um, decent um, uh, differentials on their teams. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's going to do it. Anything else? I think that's about it. I think think this was a good one. I think we covered a lot of good stuff. Had some good philosophical uh, thoughts put out there. So, I think the rest of Gameway 26 will be around for gaming 27. I do think that we're going to uh, submit... a a new article for Game Week 27 uh, with our friends at FPL Football Advice. So as soon as we can confirm that and, uh, and the article goes up, we will be sure to post that so everyone can check us out and give us some feedback. So until then, we say peace. Peace. And goodbye, guys.